from the Blanchestan Center. This is Phoenix FM. The internet is a communications tool used the world over where people can come together to bitch about movies and share pornography with one another. According to the Nerd Index, you should be upside down in a junior high toilet around the clock. This is Sparta! All your base are belong to us. The balls are inert. And now it begins. Okay, everybody, you're listening to Nerd Snow Base, Nerd Snow Media here on Phoenix 2.5 FM and NerdSnowMedia.com. My name is Daryl Connor. We're bringing you a special Christmas edition of the show. And joining me, as always, is... Kane O'Calico. I'm thrilled to be here, also, as always. Oh, Kane, uh, it's good to talk to you, man. It really is. Um, feeling more energetic than I was last time we talked. Uh, yourself, myself, and Bryn. Bryn isn't joining us. He might pop on. We don't know where he is. So, Bryn, if you're out there... <laughs> Please hop on the show. If not, well, you know, I should we have a Brin. I, <laughs> I should have a Brin soundboard where I just play Brin quotes <laughs> certain times. <laughs> I might do that. That'd be funny. Oh, uh, that'd be excellent. Oh, oh, a Brin's a Brin app, like Brin you know, app, like a response to everything. Like exactly, yeah, yeah. Actually, um, my my sister is getting me. She said, she said, hey, what do you want for Christmas? And like, I don't need anything. And she goes, no, no. I didn't get you a birthday present. What do you want? I'm like, okay, cool. Get me a stream deck. And a stream deck is like, you know, you can program buttons to do different things when you're streaming. So I might uh, have a section of that for Bryn responses. <laughs> well, that is kind of oddly because I know, I mean, we're jumping the gun a bit. We're going to talk about Star Wars today as if we ever talk about anything else. But like, uh, we can <laughs> we're, not, we're not that bad, Keen. We're really we're not, not that, that bad. bad. No. But hear me out. In the right. spirit of the rise of Skywalker and Carrie Fisher's involvement, we're going to digitally edit Bryn into this episode. <laughs> we're going to take his random quotes and, uh, and talk around it as if he's here. Oh, man. Uh, I, need, I need time for that. You know, so I need time for that. <laughs> That's, you know, to be fair, you know. That, that could, yeah. Yeah, like if that ever happens where Bryn can't be on the show for long periods of time, then yeah. we'll start looking into that where we just we we you know we we George Lucas in Bryn. Yeah, we'll do a thing where like once a month we'll have a Brynless episode and see if anyone on Facebook can tell which episode it is. Oh my god, that's so funny! <laughs> <laughs> Why did he suddenly uh, start talking about Joker again? Oh my god! <laughs> no, <laughs> oh man, you know it's just I hope you know I don't know. He loved this idea. The thing is, we've given him an out now, so he's just like, oh, just you know, use the soundboard. <laughs> oh, no, man. even better. We'll give Bryn access to the soundboard, and he'll just push buttons instead of saying. He's <laughs> <laughs> just like, oh, I just don't, I just don't care. <laughs> but um, yeah, okay. So we we're going to do a couple of things on this show. Right? For 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 we have an hour, so we're going to kind of do it as normal. Um, but 
before we get into Star Wars, well, it's kind of related. I've got I've got back into Battlefront Two, the original one. Oh, you never played that? Okay, the, pro- the proper PlayStation Two. Yeah, I was yeah. going to say I have the PSP and the PlayStation Two because I just oh, needed very nice. that. Very nice. I uh, <laughs> I had a I got my PlayStation Two emulator working on my laptop, mm. on my weak laptop. Yeah. And uh, I was having some fun. I was like, oh, cool, I can play this. But GOG are doing a massive sale at the moment and I bought it there for the for the PC and I would suggest doing that. Don't bother with an emulator. Um because you can mod it. You can actually mod uh Battlefront 2 and the modding community for that game is absolutely outstanding. So at the moment I'm you know working on some mods for you know scaling up everything working in the Battlefront 3 stuff. So uh, yeah like for three euros at the moment you can have a very good time. Three euros. Yeah. Joy, Jesus, that's like a cup of tea or something. That's great. Yeah. Well, that's see, that's the thing about PC gaming, man. You can, you really can. Um, you might spend a, a a bit of money getting set up, but after a while, mm. you're you're good to go. You know, and I'm just you know floored sometimes by the by the actual value of PC gaming. Yeah, now, as yeah, I yeah. said, my 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 weak laptop. You know, she's not great. And I, I got it a couple of weeks ago to just kind of, you know, because I needed basically like a stopgap. And yeah. uh, I was in Curry's the other day going, oh, will I just buy one that is a slightly better? But then it's like, well, then this defeats the purpose of having a good laptop and a bad laptop. So it's just like, no, I can't justify throwing 600 euro away on a laptop when I have a laptop for more space. <laughs> So it's just like I've been having the same debate with myself about the Nintendo Switch for the best part of a year now. Yeah, but the thing about the Nintendo Switch is that's something different. This is literally just spending more money for the same thing, but slightly better. And it's silly because I have something that's slightly better. And well, there's your review of the Battlefront Two, the newer one, right there. Ah, oh, no. To be fair, the Battlefront Two, the newer one, actually has had the biggest content drop in ages. Really? It's super, yeah, it's super. They've actually like made Battlefront 2 a phenomenal game. Like the new one. Through content mods. No, sorry, through content updates. Yeah. Through DLC. They've re- and released the Star Wars Celebration Edition now where they've completely overhauled loads of levels and dropped in new classes and stuff. Nah, man. The new Battlefront game is pretty much the only thing I play on PS4 now. It's the only game okay. I really play. Yeah, it's fantastic. But even playing the old one is super fun too. They're just a great little game. <laughs> I'm surprised you say it, but I will agree because, like, my only access to the Star Wars modding community is my go-to thing is Empire War, oh, and they've added nice. so much. There's, there's a there's a Clone Wars era mod where it's mm. got all the voices from the Clone Wars cartoon. Mm. There's a Thrawn era like um, mod where you can follow the plot and civilizations upgrade. I'm pretty sure it wouldn't surprise me if they've added in like a kind of a Ray Kylo era thing as well because mm. they're just active and it's all yeah. free. No, and it's, about it, like, you know. and it's the same thing as well. And if you're kind of stuck about it, you know, you can just go on to YouTube and there's some really handy tutorials. Mm. But um, yeah, no, like it's the thing. Like I, I grew up as a console gamer, but a PC gamer is just, it's kind of worth it for this stuff alone. Like even with KOTOR 2, mm. there's, the, there's the restoration mod, which pulls back all the content that was cut from that yeah. game. So you can actually kind of go in and have a full experience with Knights of the Old Public too. 
So, uh, and, and like all the Star Wars games at the moment, they're all like three quid. Which reminds me, actually, we I know we're kind of talking off the air now. I finally got around to starting Knights of the Old Republic. Ah, yes. What do you think? I'm loving it. I because of my commitments to fatherhood and such, I still haven't gotten off the first planet. But right. I've enjoyed being the mysterious stranger in the tournament, and I've enjoyed like fighting with the swords and getting the armor, and it's everything I was hoping for. Mass Effect Star Wars, I love it to bits. See, what's great about Knights of the Republic 2 is you start off with your Jedi powers pretty much from the get-go, and, okay. your, light, and your lightsaber stuff, because it's a different story. But um, yeah, like I love, I prefer Knights of the Republic 1 for its story, but I like Knights of the Republic 2 because you get to be a Jedi faster. So. Uh, Okay. There are different the only, things, but yeah. Yeah. The only gripe I have with it so far is you go to all the effort of rescuing that Jedi, and she isn't even nice about it. Ah, uh, yeah. Well, I'm I'm sure she grows, but like I was playing it and going, God, the internet's unfair to Ray when you meet this character. She's just so nasty straight uh, away. Yeah, yeah, but it makes it makes sense. Okay, I mean, I'm willing. I've played Mass Effect. I know that like characters grow and yeah, and all that kind of stuff. No, no, no. I'm not going to ruin it for you because I can't. Okay. Like it would be morally wrong for me to do that, but trust me, that makes way more sense after like eight hours. (laughs) So all right, I'll I'll put in the time. I'll keep playing. Yeah, you just tables and stuff. Oh man! So actually, I used to be such a big fan, and me and my friends used to be such a big fans of that game. We actually. Learn to play Sabak in real life. Really? Yeah, well, I kind of came up with the rules, and yeah, Sabak's actually a pretty easy game to play. I'll do a quick plug then. Uh, Easton's are selling the solo Sabak card sets for a fiver and have You're been joking for a while. Me. You're joking they me. You actually have? Every, every customer oh I've, been in, I've been like, play this, because me and Steve, I got it for Stevie last Christmas, and we're still playing it. She takes it to the cafes when I'm on lunch. Really easy to pick up. It comes with like gambling cards and everything. Oh, man, I like, had to, I had to like make my own tobacco pack when I was younger. I'd, to be honest, if you have that, I'd say probably keep that. But for everyone who isn't Dara, I'd say, yeah, yeah, pick it up there. Like that's why I won Eason's plug of the day. Like, no, I, I need to I need to actually get this myself. I'll, um, I'll put I'll put one aside for you if we still have one. Yes, please do. That's class. <laughs> oh man, holy cow, that's fantastic. Um, yeah. okay, there you go. I did not know that. Well, wow. yeah, okay. yeah, it's yeah. Sorry, you go on. So, no, you've just, you've just derailed me completely. That's that's fantastic. Well, that's just it because I explained to because anyone who comes to Easton there, I explain to customers what it is and why it's really exciting. And more often than not, it's someone buying for their boyfriend or girlfriend or son or something. And it's like, no, you don't understand how good this is for a fiver. You mm. can gamble for the Falcon, and it's got dice and everything. Like you know, man, I tell you, you know, keep playing Night of the Republic. It gets a lot more fun. But uh, yeah, I'll tell you what we need to do. We need to do like a Sabak game at one of the panels or something eventually. Just kind of like oh, like like one of those live midnight poker things. Exactly. Like? Yeah, yeah. Or like uh, the outside Xbox people do like live D and D, so we could do like live Sabak or just mm, something like okay. that. It'd be fun. I don't know. We'll, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. But definitely. Yeah, or fun. or to or to hype up the crowd, we could just like bring a table. And like have Sabak, like what what would we bet on? Would we bet on like using the game currency or would we bet like Lego bricks or like what do you think? I don't know. Um we'll see it depends what it is, you know. If we're at J Con again or whatever, we'll just you know or even not even we'll just get some Pocky and just bet on Pocky. <laughs> Pocky's amazing. Actually they sell it now in Forbidden Planet in town, which is weird. I'm like Oh yeah? Yeah, I'm like, guys, come on, what are you doing? You know. 
But I was in London uh, last week, obviously. I was in London for a while. Yeah. And I was walking through, because another way you have a big, you've been in London before, haven't you? A few times, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, you know the way you have like the really cool Forbidden Planet there? Oh, the massive two or three floor one. Yeah, yeah. I got a signed Neil Gaiman copy of American Dog, American Gods. So I'm like, oh, that's, that's cool amazing. Game. I know, right? I was like, why is this still here? <laughs> Somebody else needs to know this is here. Please buy it first. <laughs> I feel bad. No, yeah, so yeah, I, yeah. I picked it up. I was like, this is cool. But um, we were walking down the, the shop, the, the, you know, that street towards, mm-hmm. towards one of the tube stations. And, um, there's a, there was a, like a Japanese shop and I just saw they had like a, a massive s- stall of Paki and I was like oh my god when I bought loads of it and I was like yeah I'm happy now so London is just cool man it's 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 a very strange strange nearly Irish place like whenever I'm in England it's like why is everything here like slightly like Ireland but slightly like off it's just off enough to be wrong but still feels really yeah that's England in a nutshell for me it's like everything is like Ireland but just off enough to be wrong or feel off yeah yeah i suspect that that's most countries in general though like maybe it's very no. slow yeah no, no. just no. just london no no just america just london like it, i think it's got to do a lot with colonization because we're so similar um like in a lot of ways but everything's slightly different now man america's completely different america's crazy you know you're in san francisco and it's just ridiculous you go to new york and it's like you're in a different country you know it's not at all and there's similarities obviously but no, man, not at all, <laughs> not at all, not at all. But um, yeah, sorry, that's that's my London rant. I apologise. But uh, <laughs> if you haven't gone to London, do it's a lot of fun. It's it's good crack. The English people are are are, are uh, super fun to be sure, and you have awesome uh, awesome like nerd shops stuff you can go to. But um, oh, yeah, especially if you're like a Harry Potter fan, there's an entire uh, quarter there near the death. What is it called? The King's Cross the... Station. Not King's Cross Station there necessarily, but there's what's the the Cursed Child Theater? Oh yeah, there's yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. A quadrant of just Harry Potter related. Yeah, I found there. a really good store there, which is kind of like Game of Thrones and stuff as well. So it is a big yeah. Harry Potter queen. But I must say, and we'd be amiss, remiss to talk about this. Um, I'm personally, personally, really enjoying seeing J.K. Rowling being torn apart on the internet. I haven't seen this. Um, what is actually happening here? So. Okay, I don't want to offend anybody or hurt anybody. I don't. That's not my intention. Trust me. You know, if you like, if you like it, great. You know, I fully support that, and I have a lot of friends that like it. Also, but no, if Dara wants to offend you, he'll. I will be very direct about it. Yeah, exactly. I, I will do it. So, yeah, you know, I'm trying to to sort of walk across this um, as gently as I can. But <laughs> J.K. Rowling just didn't understand the concept of making your money and then leaving and then shutting up. Right, so, so she didn't leave us the back table soon enough. No, she basically she's built her career. Well, after she built her career, she's been slowly destroying her career by retroactively changing things. Yeah, yeah. To follow a specific, uh, I don't actually, I don't even know what she does sometimes. She does, funnily enough, quite a lot like George Lucas in that way. Yeah, but George, point. yeah, yeah, but George Lucas didn't change it for political reasons. He just changed it because he he was never happy with it. It, mm. You know, and I, I do understand that kind of comparison, but it's slightly different. It always seems that all the changes made by J.K. Rowling were always um, political, politically motivated to kind of win yeah. points or something, you know? Except for that weird one where wizards don't use the bathroom. They just magic pull away. That was weird. That's still the weirdest one I've ever heard. But, you know, <laughs> that's canon. Enjoy your canon, guys. 
There's no wizard <laughs> bathrooms. They just magic it away. Okay. Um, but no, basically she'd, she'd say something like, Dumbledore is gay, but there's no proof that he's gay. Yeah. You know, this character is, you know, Hermione's black, but that makes no sense because, mm. you know, it just looked really weird stuff that's just really out of left field, you know? And yeah, and then, the, you know, I heard rumors. Actually, I've heard some fantastic rumors. There's some really good ones, which I'll tell you about off the air that my friend told me that. I hope are true because it's hilarious. Uh, like it's so funny that it sounds so wild that yeah. I can't even believe that's true. I'll tell you off the air. But the one that involves this controversy is for the longest time it's been common knowledge that um, J.K. Rowling is a is a turf, is a feminist, right? But a hardcore, um, hardcore feminist, right? So I'm I'm a bit out of the loop here. So. Uh, turf is that a subsect of feminism, yeah, a bit yeah, of a yeah. kind of so, gatekeepery type thing? Yeah, it's it's more got to do with a trans exclusionary feminist. Okay, gotcha, so, gotcha. So they don't, so they're very hostile towards trans women, right? Which is, it's you know, that's kind of dickheadish, right? But um, I'm so glad we're including all of this controversial stuff at the top of our Star Wars episode. Oh yeah, well f- you know <laughs> for sure we got we got we got to backload it, right? But. Uh, <laughs> But uh, yeah, just say you know we do. So it's not just talking about Star Wars, but this is like yeah, the biggest story yeah, yeah. on the on the this, internet. You right know now. what, humble pie. I completely agree. Please go on. Yeah, this is like the it's the biggest nerd story at the moment, right? Yeah. yeah so yeah, this yeah. is so this is this has been common knowledge for a while, right? And I heard about this a couple of years ago that J.K. Rowling was this, right? Where mm-hmm. she, but she always kind of got away with it, and I was like, okay, you know, mm. she did, that's not really seemed like a very nice thing to do. You know, it's kind of harsh, but. Uh, it must not be true, right? And then apparently she liked the tweet this week from a woman who has a history of being this and saying some really um, not very nice things um, mm. about, you know, women in general. Uh, and in this case, it was a trans woman that she was upset about. And um, yeah, she liked the tweet and then doubled down on the tweet. And you're like, oh, okay. So now people's heads are exploding all across the internet because... You know, people who have used Harry Potter to be like, like anti-Trump or anti-whatever, they're all coming up against someone who created that and has, you know, supports these really, you know, horrible things. And you're just like, well, I'm very entertained by this because the <laughs> it's like the the mental gymnastics in this are just amazing. You know, how can you how can you support that when the person who created it is is a bit of a doucher? Well, I mean, it's that kind of, I mean, you hit the nail on the head there a bit earlier, but Harry Potter's kind of mythos, if you take away all the flair and all the sort of complicated lore and things, is it's about a kid being whisked into an environment where everyone can be themselves and lots of weird and magical things, including Mm. people who can shapeshift and turn into werewolves and all that kind of stuff. Mm. And their enemies are people who specifically hate non-wizards and people who don't fit a very specific form so in your head you go okay it's like steven universe it's a be yourself celebration thing yeah and then it sounds like jk on twitter isn't that way and it's and if you if you were say a teenager in the 2000s or something like that and you grew up with harry potter being your backbone your emotional support thing yeah and then she comes out with this that must be very distressing in some respects and, and that's what's happened now and look don't get me wrong i feel sorry for people like that who used harry potter to kind of get get as their crutch to kind of go go for that's not who i find funny you know i know there are a lot of people who happen to what i find funny is the people who've used harry potter as a way to as a spear to be people with 
for example, I disagree with you, so you're like Voldemort, and I'm like Harry oh, fighting the big I evil. See. Okay, and I'm okay. like, oh my god, your entire personality is based on a book. Read another book. You know, and it's just, it's just, it's hilarious now because it's always, it's always one specific form. Yeah. And they're the same people now that heads are exploding because you're like, wow, you know, mm. ba- maybe basing your entire thing on one thing is not ideal. And people say the same thing about me and Star Wars. Like, I love Star Wars, right? Mm. But the difference is I haven't based my entire worldview on Star Wars. True, and actually, you're willing to call out Star Wars when it doesn't, kind sure. of, you know, when it's a bit off kilter now and again, you know, and yeah, and the look, games, all that and, kind of stuff. Like, and look, if George Lucas came out and was like, "Oh, you know, I don't like this person," or just I'd be like, "Oh, that's kind of douchey," you know, that's not yeah, very yeah. nice. But it wouldn't be as devastating as what's happening here because, like, you know, J.K. Rowling was untouchable, right? Mm-hmm. Certain ways, and it just reveals that oh, maybe you should be careful on of who you. There's two things here, right? She brought this completely on herself. If she had to just shut up. I took her money and went off. She could say whatever she wanted to anyone anywhere else. Just don't do it on Twitter. Maybe don't be stupid yeah, that yeah. way and you'll be fine. <laughs> but no, publicly, you know, it was crazy, man. And, you know, even Mark Hamill accidentally misread what was said, got involved with it and then quickly pulled himself out and go, look, I didn't know what's going on here. I'm leaving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? So it's, it's one of those situations that has actually kind of hit loads of different areas. So, you know, what has hit the fan, but, Jake Heron is in a lot of trouble, but the actual real juicy stuff, I can't say on air because it's really funny and it's probably true. And it involves, yeah. No, I, no, I, I mean, I, just because just to kind of pull you out of the fire there for a sec, because I really want to hear this, but I know we can't talk about no, it. No, no. I wonder, I wonder what would have happened if she was on Twitter when Harry Potter first took off. You right. You know what I mean? Yeah, would like that, that have changed how this all played out? Maybe, you know, because it's just like it, it's the art and the artist, right? Like mm. there's a lot of music I would listen to that would be created by people who aren't very nice people, right? Uh, or have done yeah, well, hor- that, well, that's not a recent thing. That's been an no, always thing. Exactly, yeah, yeah. or have done horrible things or whatever, right? But I have a line, right? And the line mm. would be, you know, rapists or child molesters or anything like that, right? Because there's just, I'm sorry, I don't care how good yourself is, you're a monster and everything yeah. should be wiped belong to you right but that would be my line everything else i'm like well look i don't really care you know it's it's just it's art or it's music or whatever right i don't personally i just it's the libertarian in me i I can't overwrite that right i just don't care um but i never i wouldn't use anything to kind of build your personality and this is the danger cult of personality with things where Mm. if something's so important to you that you can't stand up by yourself and go i am such and such yeah without falling back on something that you have no control over you know, created by humans and humans are flawed. So there's going to be a flaw there at some point that you're going to disagree with. All right. So this is what we're seeing here, but it's amplified because it's social media and because it's a hot button topic and because we live in the world that we live in. So it's, it's a perfect storm and a storm that's been coming for a very long time. And one that JK Rowling literally put herself into because she would push all this rhetoric with her characters outside of the source material so she took characters that should have nothing got to do with anything except for being wizards in a school in england right and put them into modern 2019 2018 2017 2016 2015 politics for no reason and now it's literally exploded in her face so i find that absolutely hilarious well i wonder if it's like because we talk about you know i should put her phone at this that i wonder is it deliberate though because like as someone who works in a bookshop like Mm -hmm. i mean uh, she hasn't had a series take off 
bit obviously bigger than Harry Potter, but since I mean yeah. like but that's, um, that's to be expected. like like to, like her detective series under the name Robert Galbrand mm. like had it had to leak that it was secretly JK for it to start doing the numbers. You know, I mean it's a bit like. You know, again, back to the George Lucas thing. Like, you know, he didn't do something that was bigger than Star Wars, and Star Wars was his first big thing. Like, it must be mm. a weirdly disconcerting thing to be this huge public figure with this success that isn't topping the thing that happened ten years ago. You know? I know, but here's the thing: you should be mindful of your your audience, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm not. Like, I'm not like I'm not defending her. I'm just trying to kind of get into the mindset. Like, no, no, and I understand that, and there probably is a lot in that. You know, maybe she just made a stupid mistake. But see, this isn't it. I've heard about this years ago. I knew she was this way years ago. Yeah. It's well, only really. How did you, well, how did you find out about it originally? Like everybody knows, it's common knowledge. Like it, I when people would, and that's why when I see, well, particularly with the Trump stuff, I'm not a Trump fan, right? So now we get that mistake again. I'm a libertarian. Trump's not really like libertarian. <laughs> libertarian, they don't really work together. But yeah. what I'm saying is, you would see people going off on these crazy mad rants about Trump using Harry Potter rhetoric, and it's like. Do you not know what your personal opinions yeah, are? Yeah, are you yeah, for yeah. real? You know, and um, I just sat back and I was like, "Is going to happen eventually?" And I'm kind of just shocked that because, to be fair, what what was said wasn't really that crazy. Now she has said worse, so I'm just like, okay, maybe it was yeah, trying yeah. to poke the camel back. You know, like yeah, it was kind of mean, but it wasn't. She said worse, and particularly the thing that I was told is even more crazy and wild. So, you know, it is what it is. But, um, look. But, uh, look, so look. actually, just before you wrap up there, like, uh, are you familiar with the YouTuber Sarah Z? No, I'm not. Uh, she's, a, she's a really good sort of under the 1 million subscribers YouTuber uh, who does, like, breakdowns of lots of things, including Harry Potter. And she's mm. got a great essay. It's about half an hour long on uh how harry potter as a franchise contributed to the rise of fan fiction and yeah. how jk's corrections of all these things is actually counterintuitive to the people creating that content so yeah, you've got you that see, sort of zigzag yeah. like thing there and i think that should have really been in- indicative of maybe don't base your whole life around this one person yeah yeah yeah, because yeah. everything that she did was counter counterintuitive to the people who support her to go the other way with George Lucas, when George Lucas would release something, he wouldn't be like, that's not canon. Now, look, he didn't like Mary Jade. He didn't like that Luke was not married, that Luke was married, but he never said, no, it's wrong. He let people play in the sandbox as long as he wants to. You yeah, know, I, yeah, yeah. And, and actually, I was going to bring that up. And actually, funnily enough, the spin off movie thing, the solo, the Rogue One, mm. that seems to be in line with the model he had for Star Wars after he was going to leave it, at least yeah. for a while, you know? Exactly. You know, and I think that's why they're, they're a lot better than what happened with the, the episodic movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But what, what I find funny about the whole thing is like George Lucas, I don't know his politics. I can take a good guess at his politics, but he never came out and said, hey, this is what I believe because. He knew that's divisive. And politics are always divisive. You know, just one way you want to lose friends, bring up money or politics, right? Mm. Um, and he knew I'm above this. He knew Star Wars was above this. You know, and that's it. So J.K. Rowan's biggest problem by chasing down this this group that are probably small enough, but they're big enough on the internet. They're, uh, you know, <laughs> she's kind of ruined her career because how do you come back from this you can't you know it's like you've on on the small end you've isolated a huge amount of people that liked your work 
who got caught up in this. And I feel I do feel sorry for them. I feel sorry for all the people who were marginalized or felt marginalized and mm. used that as a way to kind of cope. Now you have your one coming out and going, you know, I don't actually believe that. I'm like, well, that's really harsh, man. Like, yeah. you know, it is. Um, and then you have the other side who are crazy rabbit, literally pulling her apart, who used her as some kind of weapon. It's like, well, your weapon's gone now. What are you going to do? You know, it's... And then you have everyone else who are aside from this, but are like, wait, Hermione's what? Dumbledore's what? Wizards don't do what? You know, it's... Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, yeah, nobody yeah. wins here. Like, the worst thing that happened with George Lucas in Star Wars, where he made some changes, they were kind of silly, but you could still enjoy it for what it was because the core of the movie wasn't ruined. You know, what you're, she's doing... Yeah, 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 you're right. You're dubbing over Boba Fett doesn't change no. Boba Fett necessarily. Like, no, it doesn't change him at all. Like, it just, yeah, it just yeah. kind of adds it all, it links it all together. Like, yeah, nothing yeah. was fundamentally really changed, except for maybe hand shooting first. You or, like, beat me to it. But even then, that's just, like, a little beat for his character. It's not, yeah, like, changing it's not, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's not fundamentally, you know, but J.K. Rowling has put herself in this position where she fundamentally is changing characters that people mm. grew up with for no real reason other than I want to appear more, you know, forgive the term, woke. Yeah. And it's like, okay, now you see what happened. You've literally destroyed yourself so i'm enjoying it i think it's pretty funny <laughs> but you know again for any, anyone who listens to the show sorry if that offended you i didn't mean to um but if you know if, if no no i i i think it is important to talk about these things while they're relatively current and like there's no like harry potter movie this year as well so this could have dipped under the radar very mm, easily like you know for sure you know and like if 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 you are listening and you're like oh well, harry potter helped me with this this so i'm like cool you know i hope yeah, but I, I mean, did, I, but... I, would, I would be the opposite of you in that way, Dar. I'm very much death of the author. I think unless very specific knowledge of the author informs what you're enjoying, mm. it's fine to make that if that's a deliberate choice. Like, because there's just like, I mean, like there's just too much music and media and stuff. For sure, for sure. Like, otherwise to be picking and choosing that kind of thing. Although you that's know, a very I, personal thing. Yeah, and I, I would usually be that way as well. And I am sometimes, but there's just certain things when it crosses the line between, uh, see, <sighs> Death of the Author is interesting because it seems to be okay and then, but not for certain people. And the same people would be of this matter. So just say you listen to a band and the band are a political, uh, a certain political persuasion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they'd be ruined. Gone, done. Right? Yeah. Um, so you have to use the same kind of brush here that was introduced. So this is why this kind of world, this cancer culture thing we lived in now is dangerous because it's like, hey, man, you know, everyone gets burned with this eventually. This is, yeah. this is the, there's a term for it. I can't remember what it's called, but it's like eventually everyone gets hit with it. So hopefully this will wake people up from it and go, everyone, not everyone's parent. Look, it was in the, it's, it was in the Bible, right? You know, he without, Without sin, cast the first stone. Cast first stone. Yeah. Every, everybody has. Everyone has sin. Everyone is not perfect. We're not. We're humans, right? So just chill. No, mm. dad, daddy, chill, right? Yeah, and I completely agree. And Lindsay Ellis put up a talk on uh, getting stung. On someone dug up a tweet from like six years ago. That was. Oh man, tweet, Lindsay know, Ellis yeah. has some skeletons in her closet that yeah. Mister Medicare brought up. <laughs> and you're like, yeah, oh yeah, my yeah. god, well, well, that's geez. well, that yeah, but that's uh, what her talk was about. Like, it was uh, just some joke out of context that made sense at the time. Well, dude, through. yeah, she has a she has a rap as well. That's about something. 
Oh, okay. Yeah. I haven't and, heard that now. Yeah, yeah, like I, I like Lindsay Ellis a lot. I loved her as a nostalgia critic, but as mm. uh, sorry, as the nostalgia chick, but um yeah, like that's it again, you know, and, and she would be kind of guilty of kind of jumping in at the count the council thing as well, but now she's chilled yeah. on that too. And it's just, you know, it, it's an unfortunate thing about social media where the world we live in now is all about, you know, right now, right now, right now, instead yeah, of yeah. looking at the longer game. So everybody needs to just kind of relax and realize we're all human at the end of the day. But, you know, J.K. Rowling's learning that lesson. And hopefully when she does come back, she stops changing everything to for something that's only now, right? Yeah, but there's three more Fantastic Beasts film, which are specifically, if the second one's to go by, engineered to rewrite Potter rules. So mm. I, I wouldn't hold your breath on that one. No, but what I mean is the changes that are made should mean something. Oh, okay. That's so, so at the end of uh, Fantastic Beasts, there was an outright Nazi reference, right? Where Yeah, yeah. You know, the, the Muggle Holocaust or whatever, right? And you're like, oh, okay, right, fair. But is this for your story or is this as an allegory for modern politics which one is it because if it's the second one this is going to age very badly and you're hurting your own legacy rather than making it part of the story for example one of the most outright um outright references to world war ii and the nazis is in lord of the rings right or is it we don't know because Tolkien wrote them in such a way that it could be influenced by his sons oh, off at the war okay. yeah, or yeah. could be, you know, or could just be part of the story. That's how you do it. If you really want to make reference to these, which I would say, no, there's no point because they're kids books and they should just yeah. be kids books. Um, you know, you don't have to do that, but it just shows you that JK Rowling is really not that good of a writer. She, she really can't do it. I think she got very lucky and it hit at the right time. And I don't think she understands that how lucky she actually was. Well, I mean, it's that um, to draw on that for a minute there. Like, it's I would be more in line with Tolkien's allegorical thing because, like, a bit like same. Star Wars, you can yeah, same. You, yeah. you can you can line up Star Wars with whatever specific, you know, you can say it's Vietnam or World War Two or whatever, yeah, depending exactly. on what your mood is. Like, yeah. you know, the you problem can, you, can, you yeah, can have it up to the Iraq War or yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Any, well, any, like, there was a lot of that in the prequels, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. Well, there was that way. Like, yeah, yeah like the, there's a whole there's actually a great book that I'd recommend um, people want to read if you want to get into this. It's called Star Wars and History. And it's by Regan, Regan Leah. And it's, um, it goes through all these different time periods in it. It's a fantastic little book. And it, it discusses different things that you can pull from it. So, you know, the, the second Iraq war after 9-11, the information, the Patriot Act, you know, even going back to Roman history. I wrote a paper when I was in college about Roman history and Star Wars. Well, of course, it has a Senate. Yeah, so, yeah, and it's all about that rise to power. But what I mean is, yeah, you can do that, but George Lucas wasn't directly using this. No, it was, it was more ideas and imagery and not very one-to-one. And actually, the JK one-to-one thing doesn't make much sense because the Voldemort is the wizard Nazi in the mm. main plot line. Yeah. But the baddies in the Fantastic Beasts want to stop World War Two, mm, but they're the baddies and therefore they're also the kind of Nazi inserts because they're pure bloods and it's like yeah, makes no sense. It's it's what happens it's what happens when you start plugging in too much real world allegory is you have to have a very either very palatable or very well planned out 
one-to-one follow-through and it starts going muddled the more details you add in you know yeah and it's why you know it's why chasing a modern thing is very is very poor because you're usually too close to it and you're usually too um too emotionally involved which is why we have um nostalgia in a 20-year back loop yeah so we have at the moment we love the 80s right that's like 20 30 years the 80s weren't great guys the 80s kind of sucked but <laughs> you know in the 80s everybody wanted to be in the 50s right yeah or the, or the 70s it's a 20 year loop 20 30 year loop and the 50s were hearkening back to, to the, before world war ii, before world war II exactly. and on and on and on, and on, and on. Yeah, exactly yeah. exactly and that's because people have enough distance from it to go yeah well that kind of sucked but these were really cool things yeah. And then certain things become timeless, like, you know, 1950s fashion is very, very popular still, mm. despite the fact the 50s were really, really crap. The 50s sucked. But, you know, that kind of element came back. Uh, 70s music is still in vogue, despite yeah. the 70s not being great. So, you know, that's why looking back retroactively with the hindsight of time works. And you can go, well, okay, this is an allegory for, um, you know, the greed of Wall Street. Right, yeah. this is an allegory for because you have historical perspective and you can kind of do that. Doing it now for saying, you know, oh, this is an allegory for the rise of Donald Trump mm. when he's still the president. That's kind of silly because you're like, yeah, okay, uh, we don't know how it's going to play out yet. He's still kind of there. Yeah, and your themes <sighs> have to stand on their own because otherwise, yeah, it just doesn't they won't work. Age well enough with yeah. over time. Like I would argue, actually, the prequels of Star Wars, like. Flawed as they are, like they've got just enough of that kind of two thousands. We're in a war. We shouldn't be in stuff, but not too distracting. That once you're out of that era of time, you can still watch it if you follow me. Like yeah, but the thing, but that's because they're it built. It's built on the idea, a timeless idea of an unjust war. Yes, yes. So it still kind of works, but, but you, you know, know, there isn't like there isn't like a Dick Cheney it Star Wars equivalent, or they don't exactly. go into specific detail yeah. about that kind of stuff. Yeah, and there's not very specific things from the time, right? Like, yeah. you know, this specific thing that that Rowland is doing is very specific to our age, where you know LGBT things are becoming yeah, more yeah, yeah. mainstream, and you know all that kind of stuff. So it's like okay, maybe maybe chill on that. And if there is a character that is that way, well, then that should be more than just that specific thing because that really dehumanizes them. And I just, oh, I get why she was trying to do it, but she's trying to have her cake and eat it too. And now her cake is giving her diarrhea. So, Jesus. Printed in a fine font across Fantastic Beasts 3 poster. <laughs> <laughs> that that's that's my my take on that. Listen, if you guys want to get in on that, let us know. Email us nerdtonomedia at gmail.com. We respect your opinions, we respect your ideas, we want to hear from you. Um mm. again, I'm not left or right, I'm smack bang in the middle. I'm a hardcore libertarian, so mm. that's where I stand for in case anyone wants to call me nasty names or say I mean, because I'm not. I just don't care. It's all traffic for the Facebook page. Exactly, exactly. Right, now, <laughs> now you guys can hate me because we're going to talk about Rise of Skywalker. Da, 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 da. Right, so, uh, so, spoilers, 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 spoilers. Spoilers all spoilers, out, we're not spoilers, even going to give like a 30 seconds no, great no, no, period. No, no. no, spoilers, spoilers. All right, spoilers. well, before we even go into talking about the film or the plot, Ooh, okay. we did a little bingo episode we last week. Yes, we did. How did you do on your bingo chart? Okay, so as a quick refresher, I had five 
five like categories. Right. What I want, what I don't want, the very bad, the good, and the leaks confirmed. So I cheated a little bit because I knew the leaks, but then again, I, you know, I didn't know exactly what was going to happen, so I kind of had to go off that. But I did quite good. Um, you know, I got pretty much the, all the leaks were confirmed, so that's five across totally. Uh, the good, yeah, I got kind of all those two, which was nice. Um, the very bad. The Millennium Falcon did not blow up. That was a surprise to me. Same. The Empire wasn't a clone. The Emperor wasn't a clone. <laughs> uh, Hux's spy, I got that. Uh, mm. Finn and Poe didn't die or weren't mm. gay. So, yeah. okay. But you also had in your top corner all of them die. I did have them all You're die. You're hedging your bets. I did, but here, I get, I get partial points because there's a lesbian kiss. So, yes, maybe, right? <laughs> I get yeah, yeah, points. Okay. Yeah. yeah, fair enough. Um, Uber Jedi Ray, because she was, right? That counts. Yeah, yeah, was she Uber yeah. Jedi Ray? Yeah. I'd, I'd say so. Getting a Jedi power that only Baby Yoda has, fair enough. Fair. Yeah. Um, what I don't want, I didn't want, I didn't want Ray being Uber Jedi. I didn't want Ray taking the, the Skywalker name, which happened. I didn't want Kylo to die. I didn't want this movie at all. Uh, Death Star, now. There technically wasn't a Death Star, but there was Death Star weapons. Do I get a yeah. point? Yeah, you do. Because I have, uh, I got one bingo. Um, right. And for one of the points was Super Stuper Star Destroyer feature. So. Right. so, so so far, right, I have two full lines of bingos, right? Yeah. And then what I want, I got none of them. Uh, well, then it looks like Mastivi's the winner because she got three bingos. Nice. Amaz- amazingly, the one that tipped her into three, which was Ray wearing a dress, which we counted because they've added like a V-neck thing to her costume. She, she didn't wear a dress. Ah, uh, yeah, but they've made it look more like women's clothes now, whereas before it was just a Luke Skywalker. <laughs> women's clothes. You know what I mean, though. Like it's, oh, I'm it's, her words, my fiance's words, not mine. Why like, is she not here, Stevie? Stevie, come in. Where is? Uh, like, I, I, she's in the other kitchen. I mean, you'll get the baby in for the bargain as well. Like, oh man. Uh, but uh, yeah, she got. Frustratingly, my brother played as well. He got the same amount of correct guesses, seventeen guesses, but not one bingo. Oh, that's which, frustrating. Oh, Was God he bless him. He got so close. Oh. Uh, he, he would have had one bingo, except he had 3PO regains prequel memories. He did get his memories Ooh, back. that's a good one. That's, See, a, that's, that's close. Ah, that's so good. That's more interesting than anything else that happened in the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that would, I would have thought Lord. that would have been a nice way of wrapping it out. Maybe having him remember all the stuff from the Phantom Menace and Attack mm. of the Bones and all that kind of... But anyway, we are getting off topic. What did you think of the film? Okay, I thought it was simultaneously the worst Star Wars movie and the best Star Wars movie at the same time. Right. Like okay. Simultaneously. Like, like, like simultaneously. Yeah. Right. As in, they would do something absolutely spectacular and really Star Wars-y. Yeah. And within a minute and a half, completely destroy it and make it pointless. <laughs> and the whole movie, the whole movie was the- <laughs> I will say, watching the whole film, I was thinking, what will Zara think? I'm so curious. Like I, I, I sat there and and you know, I, even though I knew that was gonna happen once I once I kind of, you know, read the spoilers and I was like, oh 
Okay. And I actually found myself enjoying it quite a lot until the point that just finished me completely mm-hmm. was when the the Star Destroyers were revealed to have the super Death Star, duper gun. Death Star yeah. weapon. Yeah. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. really? Another Death Star? I'm like, man. What? Like, there's other weapons. Anything else? Yeah. A force like... bomb. Uh, look, a force bomb. <laughs> a force virus. Yeah, you've got that Battle big with... army of thousands of Sith. Could like, they not, like, you know, create a, like, maybe like, wish a planet out of existence or do something slightly more astral or something so like that? so lazy. <laughs> so that was the point where I was just sitting here going, right, man, you know, what's the point? The star killer points, yeah. Yeah, and you're just like, okay, well, I just realized that they were going to just be so safe. Yeah. Uh, and it was... It also kind of felt like a video game as well, like a really bad video game where there's so much exposition where you don't even get time to kind of think. It's just go, 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 do this, do this, yeah, do this, well, go, go, go. I go. mean, I expect that was partly by design. I felt like I, I'm i in the middle. Funny enough, I saw this at midnight with my brother and then again eight hours later with Stevie. Uh, and the funny thing is, they're both Star Wars heads like you, and they both kept jumping positively at the same spots. Oh, and weird! They had a really positive reaction. I'm in the middle. I'd give it like a five, a six of them feeling generous. But uh, it's yeah, it's I. You're right. There's definite highs and definite lows. The thing I found off-putting was it felt like they were rushing. Uh, big dramatic reveals because they felt slightly embarrassed by them. Like the the drop of Ray's parentage happens mm. so quickly, and like you said, they don't give you time to process it. And I'm wondering if that's by design. Sorry, I would say yeah, it's by design, but also kind of. I don't think they thought ahead too much. You know, mm. like what, what did yeah. you make of the story construction? Uh. It lost me in the first 10 minutes, then won me back. There's two points I shouted out negatively during the film. Uh, the opening title crawl, where in the first paragraph they said, the, the Emperor's back and his voice can be heard across space. I, I literally yelled in a credit cinema, what? Like, you can't, you can't just... I know it's Star Wars, but you, can, you gotta have some sort of... Re- and I thought that... Again, brother and Stevie love the first ten minutes. I found it to be very dizzying. Uh, then, I, the actually, point... w- w- sorry, w- w- before you keep going, one really cool thing. Yeah. About about the first section of the movie, it yeah. opens with Kylo absolutely like killing bitches. Yeah. And it's and it's awesome, right? You know what planet he's on? I heard this is it Mustafar. It's on Mustafar. Yeah, that's a nice little detail. Isn't it cool? And I'm like, and the worst part, of, and the worst part about this is, right? I'm sitting, uh, and I'm actually so frustrated because I'm like, that's a movie. Yeah, that's a movie that you could have done. Kylo yeah. Ren on Mustafar looking for stuff. Well, frustratingly, it reminded me a bit of the Amazing Spider-Man Two, where there was like five decent movies in there but there just wasn't enough time to dwell on the positive stuff. Do you know what I mean? They were jumping... Like The whole point of this movie was to undo... Undo The Last Jedi. I do. Well, I mean, you definitely get that impression, don't you? <laughs> like, like, in lots of ways. Like they're, trying yeah, to undo, yeah, yeah. they're trying to undo The Last Jedi, yeah. and they're trying to bring it back to 
something so they can kind of save it, right? But yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> at the same time, you're just sitting there going, "This is a mess." You know, yeah, and, and honestly, I feel like it's a bit hypocritical because for me, the strongest bits were the Ray and Kylo fight scenes and yeah. dramatic stuff. And that's yeah. something that, I mean, there was a little bit of it in The Force Awakens, but mm. Ryan Johnson was writer and director of The Last Jedi. You can't build the foundation of your movie around something he created and then very deliberately walk back all the other creators. It feels a bit, especially the bit where they said like, the Holdo thing was a million to one shot or something yeah. like that. It felt like it was apologizing while also scrapping no. the good bits. I, I was very uncomfortable. I'm glad I saw it twice, put it that way. It, I'm it, glad I got, yeah. It, it, made, it made the entire trilogy mean meaningless. How so? Well, the first one was a rehash where nothing happened. Mm. Right. I don't mind that too much. You got no, no, no. no, no I know. Ten years without Star Wars, get the feeling going. That's fine. Okay, I know. I know, I know. Just, just, just go with me on this. So go, it, go, okay. So it, where nothing really happens, right? So no one was established, and no one grew. Okay. It just kind of introduced characters, right? The next movie really shook things up, and set Star Wars in its own direction, right? In a right. completely different way, right? New status quo. New stakes, all that kind of stuff. The next movie reintroduced characters who weren't in The Last Jedi because the characters that we have in Rise of Skywalker aren't the same characters. They're, just, they're, they're really not, yeah. right? So we could have just had The Rise of Skywalker, a longer version of A three-hour Rise of Skywalker would achieve yeah. the same things. Fundamentally. Okay, because actually... Like, unless... Actually, I was going to say, it was nice seeing... Yeah. Unless, like, the only thing you could probably throw in there would be the death of Han Solo, right? As like the the thing that you miss. But other than that, there's very little left by the end of, uh, sorry, not by the end, by like the first hour of the Rise of Skywalker from the Last Jedi. There's literally nothing. Like everybody comes back. Luke is is back being his optimistic self. Yeah. The Jedi are, are seen as, as, as the good guys again, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, all this kind of really interesting stuff that was in that was introduced by Ryan Johnson. And, you know, some people hated it. I'm like, why did you hate it? Mm-hmm. It was something completely different. Like, the whole, the Jedi and the Sith are wrong. It's mm-hmm. very good. It's very it's a very cool uh, cult or two way of reading it. Because they are. Yeah. But- and it's built. And it actually, it weakens the Rise of Skywalker because 100%. it's trying to have its cake and eat it too with the idea of Rey and Being... Kylo swapping sides. But, but not, only, not only that. That it... only works if you stretch out that ambiguity to them, you know. And that doesn't work if the Emperor is cackling in the back. But no, it, I, on that as well, you know, if you bring back the binary of the Jedi being good and the Sith yeah. being bad... When Rey says, I'm all the Jedi, oh, okay, so you've learned nothing. <laughs> You've literally learned nothing. Like you're you're back to the Jedi are good to sit there evil. Mm. It's like no, the whole point of this was that they're both bad and the, the the force needs to go above this. Like there's no message in these movies. 
Yeah, that- it's like because that was one of the most interesting things in the 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 Last Jedi, which I know isn't a perfect movie, but that it's bit not- where she's sitting on the rock and she's feeling the Force flowing through her, mm. and Luke says the Force doesn't belong to the Jedi. No, that brings back a bit of mysticism to the Force. It's yeah. not a video game superpower. No, it's, it's something it, big. It's a religion. Incompre- yeah, it's something big and incomprehensible. Yeah. yeah. Exactly, and, it, it's a primordial, yeah. it's a primordial force that that the Jedi are using and the Sith they're using. Yeah, but yeah, it's not exactly. something you can can really control as, as like a tool, you know. Yeah, so it's like I don't know. It's I, I should say I de- I didn't hate this film. I was I saw it twice and I enjoyed it twice. And there were bits that did make me jump. I loved all Luke on the island stuff. I. Yeah. I did like all the Ray and Kylo. Stuff. I thought the fight scenes with them were really mm. well done and I had good dramatic stakes. Yeah, uh, I, it was nice to see. F- yeah, you go on, say. Sorry, I, I didn't hate it at all. Yeah. You know, I, yeah. I like the actual. If they had it just, if they had it just stayed the course, I think they would have been well better, or at least tried something different. Again, the problem with this was it had the same thing for me that the Last Jedi. Sorry, that the Force Awakens had, where it was more of the same. Mm. For no reason. For no reason. It's you know, well, I mean, there there is a reason because they're trying. I do sympathise with the creators of this because you've got lots of hands in trying to make a film that will appease the people who like the Last Jedi and hate the Last Jedi, and you're going to rebuilding this franchise and all that malarkey. My heart goes out to them in that, that respect as much as mm-hmm. it can go out to you know multi billionaires. But, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I yeah. don't know. It's like those those nice little nuggets of really fun things were brought down by the film. Lost me, funnily enough, when the emperor came in near the end. I yeah. I wasn't hoping for much from him, even though he's my favorite Star Wars character. Mm. But it was serious Into Darkness vibes. You ever see Star Trek Into Darkness? I have. Yeah. Yeah, it's like literally the same dialogue again. Like, I mean, it's bad enough that you have Snoke doing the Emperor throne room thing in The Last Jedi, but at least they threw in a few twists here and there with it. With this, he's just doing the same lines again. And, like, Stevie wrote it off saying, oh, yeah, well, that's because he's, like, dead. He's, like, a zombie. And he's like, well, then don't write him as a zombie. Make him do something new. I like new. Give me new, please. The, I will say they jumped at the bit where the they mentioned the Darth Bane force transfer thing or mm. something like that was that it fine cool i liked i liked again i liked the way it was dressed up i love that sith chamber yeah and all that kind of stuff movie but, looked amazing yeah movie oh you looked, can't take that amazing. for me i prefer the style of ryan johnson the his cinematography but i can't take away from the fact that this film looks gorgeous like it I, looks fantastic i'm just so frustrated with this movie How so? it's it wasn't good but it wasn't bad. Yeah. It's just, it was me. It's, I mean, I can't, I keep going back to that Into Darkness thing because with that film, it's, the story is very incomprehensible. It's kind of like you get spun around. It's like this game we used to play in drama where it's like they put a blindfold on you and they spun you around five times and asked you to walk in like a straight line to the door. Mm. That's what it is. It just the film keeps moving and swapping location and changes direction and all that kind of stuff. But you don't have time to think. Wait, why did they kill Chewie and unkill Chewie? Yeah, like Chewie dies. Like, they... Chewie dies like six times in this movie, and you're like, yeah, 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 yeah. It's like, I, and all the characters die at this. It's like, listen, if that yeah, doesn't, yeah, yeah. and the whole, I know they introduced the baby, baby Yoda force heal power. And yeah. I'm like, all right, cool. 
but it's still cheap. It's like it's, but at least it's something that Kylo and Ray can do specifically. At least it's a new element that makes sense. Well, I, I'm talking more about the bones of the movie. Why introduce Richard Grant to be a similar character to Donald Gleason in order to remove Donald I li- Gleason? I liked him though a lot. I, I like that twist. But no, like no, I like I like I like the the new character. I thought he was great, and that he served yeah. in the the Imperial Army before. Um, the reason why is because they destroyed Hooks in the last movie. Hooks became a joke okay. in the last movie, so they had to they had to have someone to fear. I I thought it was a good joke. It was a good like I look <laughs> you know you know what they would have been better off doing right yeah. all joking aside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they should have just stayed the course. With, 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 with yeah, what was actually. Shadow. Because you, because like, funnily enough, I was thinking, my, I'm, I'm head, I'm deciding whether I like this or Attack of the Clones least, as far as the movies go. Which, I, you lo- know, I like, the, I like this less than Attack of the Clones, and the reason why. I, is, well, yeah, go on. The reason why is because it doesn't go anywhere. Yeah, I mean, it's just it breaks my heart to see. I mean, I gave it a pass on the Force Awakens because you got to build up the feeling of Star Wars. I get. Mixed like this new Man, the feeling on the feeling of Star Wars never went away. And if it did, you know, for me, Star Wars isn't just something you gotta <laughs> drop into. It's it's everything. Oh, I know, but I'm talking more casual cinema goers who wouldn't yeah, have well, seen anything since to, listen this, to, you know. to hell with them. <laughs> <laughs> Disney Filthy. can't say to hell with them. They need to Fil- make money. Filthy casualty D made no money on this. <laughs> <laughs> Did they? Are the box office tracking in yet? Uh, well, look, I know they made a fair amount, but to be mm. fair, it's um, it, it bombed in China. Okay. It bombed in China, but st- China always hates Star Wars. It's just not their kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, But yeah. it's just one of those things where you're like, lads, you could have made... Like, I always thought you had to really try to make a bad Star Wars movie because it's yeah. such an easy thing to do. Yeah. Like realistically, like all the all the nuts and bolts are there. But they managed to do it. You know, like Attack of the Clones is bad. Yeah. And it's bad. Yeah. But it, it gets it gives us a rent of Sith. You took the words out of my mouth. Like, you know, George Lucas, like, I mean, he's not a perfect filmmaker, but no. that film tracked in and he stayed the course and he stuck to the kind of Oh, sorry. So yeah, like you were saying that um the yeah I agree with you there. Like it's it's one of those kind of things where if this was building if this was like the second of the sequel trilogy, I yeah. think that would be really good. I kind of extended out. It seems like there was like six movies in this one movie. You know. It's yeah, it's a tough one. Like, cause like there is really good stuff in this, and I can't take that away from it. But it's just like see three loses his memory and gets back it's it the stakes aren't really there mm. and like you have to really suspend your disbelief like again going back to the Chewbacca thing like I didn't notice him getting arrested and I went back and watched it on a second watch and I was like he gets okay, arrested can... <laughs> but, like, he gets, but you know what I mean he gets yeah. arrested on the on the yeah, desert on the planet yeah. and I watched again for it the second time because like maybe right. I missed something it's like Jeez, that's the quietest Wookiee arrest I've heard in history. Yeah, stuff just kind of happens. Like if you, yeah. like I, I didn't need to go to the bathroom at any point, but if I hmm. did, I would have missed like a big chunk of the movie. 
Yeah, it's kind of like it's Stevie tried to go to the bathroom once or twice and stuff kept happening. She couldn't go. She was halfway down the steps and then the bloody porgs turn up and she's like, oh, I'll slip back down again. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I think a good third act could have saved this. Mm. Really, I, I mean, I'm in the minority as far as my family goes, but once Emperor Palpatine turns up doing the same dialogue again, yeah. the only stakes are... I'll kill your friends if you don't go to the dark side. That isn't like a character motivated thing. That's a very basic, yeah. like, it's not even a clever manipulation. Like, you know, I do like that it adds context to the Return of the Jedi thing where he's like mm. tempted to kill him and that kind of stuff. I loved actually Kylo's redemption. Much as I wish he didn't die, I thought they handled that really well with the Harrison Ford scene and like the swapping of the lightsabers. And it was nice to see, what's his name? Adam Driver having fun. Yeah. Once he's gotten off that baggage. So there was a lot to like. I yeah, just no, found Adam, the end very underwhelming. Adam Adam Driver was awesome. Yeah. He's the he's the one shining light of this whole series. Yeah. And you know what? I'll give Daisy Ridley credit. I thought this was her strongest performance of the trilogy, like. Okay. I I res- I can hear some res- some grumbling in your voice there. I just I hate Daisy Ridley. How come? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I just really, really hate her. Uh, I just really hate her. I'm like, I, I, I don't know, man. You know who I, mean, I hate. You know who I hate more yeah. though. After yeah. watching the interviews, John Boyega. I have no respect for that man now at all. Now, what? How come? I watched an interview with him there, and he goes, he was asked, would he come back to the Star Wars movie? And then he started making jokes about not wanting to be Disney plusified. And I'm like, listen, man. The Mandalorian is amazing. It's the best thing that we have, and that's the Disney Plus. You can shove it with walnuts. I, but see, I see where he's coming from because I feel like his character got the worst end of the stick as far as three bad sticks go. For sure. Because but the you... last Jedi, it, he doesn't feel like himself, and then in the third film, he barely has an arc. So I could completely understand him not wanting to come back. I'm amazed he came back a third time. Yeah, but like. If you got a Disney Plus show, that wouldn't be, you know. To be fair, I would, I would, I would consider that a greater honor than being in the Star Wars movie at this point. Like, yeah, yeah, but he's like, like the, in his what late twenties. Maybe he wants to have a career with other stuff. Like, I mean, Luke Skywalker, what's his name? Mark Hamill took ages for him to get a role in other stuff. I don't know. I just found that very, um, very disrespectful to to Dave Filoni and what they're doing. And I'm like, you know what? You can eat it, you know what, sir, because, you know, whatever. <laughs> I just, I, it just, it just rubbed me the wrong way. You know, I was like, I don't know. I guess I'm just a Dave Filoni, uh, John Favreau fan. So I was just like, oh, how dare you touch the thing I love? You know? <laughs> but, uh, by the way, for anyone who's watching, the new Mandalorian episode is very good. Um, that's, when that's done, we'll probably do like a little retrospective on it. But Definitely. Kind of... I'm going to try to get my brother in and Stevie in for that, depending on how Christmas scheduling works out. Because oh, I know sure. they have a lot to say about The Mandalorian. Like, for sure. This is episodes, the first seven episodes right now. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, we're, we're only, we're, we're not fully there, but we're getting there. So um, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's one of those, it's a fantastic show. If you're not watching it, why aren't you watching it? Go and watch it. <laughs> You'll Funnily enough, Stevie didn't get into it until episode seven. She thought the show was very video gamey. It is very video gamey, but that's not a bad. There that, we have it then. It's, it is very video gamey, <laughs> but that's not necessarily a bad thing. It's got to do with the the setup of everything, how everything feels. Mm. 
You know, like he's, it's a mission-based thing. He's a, he's a Mandalorian, you know, he's, yeah. he's collecting bits and pieces. But when they tie it all together, which they started to do now, oh man, so worth it. Oh, it's got the Rogue One factor in spades. It does feel like a lived-in Star Wars universe. Like, Yeah, it feels like Star Wars, you know, yeah. which is something that we haven't had in a very long time. Yeah. Um. So I, I look. I, I I get people's hesitation towards it. I really do. But um, I assure you, you won't be disappointed. Well, I mean, is that? Do you really have nothing more to say on the rise of the sky? I was expecting a big two-hour rant, and like I can't, the, the one man, thing I can't, man. Like, I, what am I? Go- Sorry, go on. It's no, no. I was actually, I'm, re- I'm with you right there because I came away from this from a midnight screening, sitting in my kitchen at three in the morning, going. God, it's it's not worth getting angry about, and I can't tell if I mean that in a good way or a bad way, you know. No, like I loved the Adam Driver stuff. I yeah. genuinely loved what he did. I thought he was he's one of the he's one of my favorites. Uh, Kylo Ren is one of my favorite Star Wars characters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But and, at the uh, same, oh, but but at the same time, you're just like you did. You got royally screwed, man. Mm. You know, like you're sitting there going, dude, you know. It, you could get upset over, but why? Why would you get upset over? Like, what, what's it going to achieve realistically? Nothing. You know, it, it, all my hope is that, and look, I've talked to loads of people about this, and they're like, yeah, yeah you know, I'm kind of done with Star Wars now. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, why? And they're like, oh, you know, because this was so poor. I'm like, it's been poor for a very long time. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. there was no, what I will say is, there was no roadmap. You know, there was no guiding hand here. It was all scrambling for relevancy after Rian Johnson totally just screws them. Yeah. But you know what I'll say? It didn't need a roadmap necessarily. What DC has turned themselves around by not having a roadmap and just doing consistently good content. I think by falling in between the two... Yeah. Well, yeah, if... If it was like a standalone thing. But this is a trilogy without without an arc. Yeah. I would agree with that. You know, like, that just seems kind of dumb. Yeah. If your whole thing is to do a trilogy um, and then just be like, oh, you know, we have no plan. Yeah. Well, what's the story? You know, if they were going to do standalones, and I, I do agree with you, I think maybe the DC roadmap um, been thrown out for stories, if you could. For example, Rogue One. Rogue One's great because yeah. it's just a story, right? Uh, Solo was actually very good. Yeah, I like I love Solo, Solo a lot. Yeah, uh, and again, if you, I think that would have been a better way to go, you know, tell a tell a Boba Fett story. You should have made the Boba Fett movie. They right? have. It's called the Mandalorian. Uh, exactly. That's my point, right? <laughs> um, make your Obi Wan Kenobi movie. They are. It's on Disney Plus. They they don't <laughs> seem to understand that nobody really cares about the Skywalkers anymore. That story has yeah. been told. It was told thirty years ago. Even with yeah. even forty years ago, even with the books, man, the worst part of the EU was always, with the exception of Kalgatan, was always the the, the Skywalkers. Because it's a boring story. It's been told so many times. Yeah, and, it'd be like if the Marvel universe had to always tie into the Fantastic Four or something. Just keep well, no, it's, new it's, stuff. It's like Batman. It's the same thing that happened with DC. Everything needs to be about Batman. And when you realize, yeah. hey, you know what? There's more than Batman in the DC universe. Like Shazam, like Aquaman, like Wonder Woman. Yeah. It opens up and you're like, oh, this is the, this, where did this come from? You're like, it's there all the time. You just got to look beyond this, that, and the Yeah, universe. what a world we live in where Shazam is more popular than Superman. How did we get here? Oh, Shazam is better than Superman. It always has been. You know, that's, that's the truth of it. Even in the 30s, right? 
Um, but yeah, like that's it. And I, I know some people are going, I can't believe this. He sounds so upset beforehand. And it was yeah. more just because I was resigning to the fact that I know what's going to happen. Yeah. Like, I mean, listening to last week's episode, you were more preemptively upset about it than you are now. Yeah, because it's like, well, I can't, I can't make them change it, right? Yeah. Like, I know, what the, I know the movie I would have made. And I know yeah. what happened. And I know the movie that should have been made and the movie that George Lucas apparently did make. Um, I was wondering if that was going to be... Before we get into that, I was just going to say, C-3PO was served very well by this film. Well, apparently, Anthony Daniels actually asked for something to do. Well, I mean, well, well overdue. Because like, I just finished his autobiography. And like, once you get past Return of the Jedi, they keep dragging him back to not do things. And that must have been the most frustrating. I mean, could, you could have said no, I suppose, but like, it must be so frustrating to just be there. I felt so bad for Chewie in this one because, like, I mean, gets a no, medal. He doesn't. He gets a medal. <laughs> but like, I mean, that, <laughs> the, that... disgust, the disgust in your voice was so funny. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I know, but it's like mm. I'm glad it was at the end because it's one of those things where it's like you're referring back to the Battle of Yavin, which you weren't there for over something that people caused a fuss about not even yeah. when the film's released yeah it's like it's one of those like world break it's like the world break i know yeah that and the last jedi stuff like a little bit of like, no i mean no, oh, you, okay no you know I'm world, sorry sorry you know the world break it's the world break um you know in solo when you have the imperial march playing for some reason yeah in the movie uh, like yeah, in, the, but... in, the, in the world of the movie you're like wait yeah. what this yes, makes no but... sense you can back that up because in Rebels Series 1, they had a jauntier version of the Imperial Anthem play on Empire Day. So you can uh, say in-universe okay, that okay. music exists okay. as like a piece of music. But like even okay. that was just playing in the background on speakers. It wasn't like pushed up into your mm. face. Like, you know, okay. I don't know. I feel it's I, I struggle to talk about this film without talking about The Last Jedi. And I feel bad about that. But at no, the same talk, time... Talk, but, talk about The Last Jedi. Talk about the well, Last no, Jedi. it's I I don't know I I I love I love Last Jedi more more because people hate it so much than anything. I thought it was just fine when it came out, but it's really hard to talk about this film on its own without talking about the Last Jedi. You could talk about Return of the Jedi without talking about the stuff in Empire, but so much of this film's identity is walking back stuff or reacting to stuff. To me, at least, it just feels like an apology movie, and Star Wars is at its best is and worst is completely unapologetic and i yeah. think that's where the film loses me a bit yeah and i would agree that's see that's what i loved about the last jedi mm. the fact that i was like you know what we're just gonna do what we want to do yeah i thought that took guts that took you know cojones that was just that was more star wars ryan johnson had a story telling you it was the visionary author Jar Jar just—he played it so safe. I wonder because, like, apparently there's like a multiple cuts hanging around, and he wasn't happy with the cut that came out. I suspect this will be a Justice League situation where we'll never know what it could have been. If mm. you follow me. Yeah, well, you know, it's one of those things where you're sitting there going, "Well, is this is this the best we could do?" And yeah. I'm, I'm. Hesitantly optimistic about it, uh, about the future of Star Wars because mm. it can't really like. I think we've hit the the base low now. Yeah, I don't think it'll get worse. 
I just I don't I don't think it could get worse. Uh, oh, I, I I always have faith in Star Wars to get worse. Um, but um, it's it's one of those things. It's like they put the Mandalorian finale before and after the rise of Skywalker almost to mitigate it. Mm. You know what I mean? Going to catch it. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because like they're going for that Avengers Endgame. Like it's all been building to this, and it's over now. Except unlike Avengers Endgame, you don't feel like you necessarily want to go back for more. No, like you know what I mean. I'll, I'll be honest with you. Out of any, I've seen A New Hope eighty times. Right. I've seen Jedi about sixty times. I have seen Empire Strikes Back three hundred times. All right, uh, that's not an exaggeration. That's a, all, yeah, yeah, yeah. all those estimations are probably probably low. Hmm. Um, so you know, that's my investment in Star Wars. Hmm. But I would gladly never watch the sequels again. Oh, sorry, I watch the prequels loads too. I, I though yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I I watch um, I my personally I like to watch um. Rise of, Rise into Dark Side, the fan edit of one, two, and three, where it's just okay. one big movie. Is that the, the that's the Topher Grace cut? Is it? Yeah, I watched. I love the Topher Grace cut. Yeah, so that's that's yeah. the version of Star Wars I watched. The prequels I watched. I watched them as one long movie, and it's, it's actually probably the best way to watch it. But um, and I watched those too. You know, I probably seen that about twenty five times, along yeah. with the prequels each, um, about forty times each. But um. You know, I, I've I've never watched The Force Awakens since I've seen it once. Not even before the new ones came out, no? No. Uh, I've watched Last Jedi twice. And I'll never watch Rise of Skywalker again. Really? It meant that little to you? Oh, I just, it was terrible. It was just like... Like, I, I watch bits of it. Like, I watch Rogue One a lot, because Rogue One's great. Particularly yeah. the end of it. Um, It was just, you know... If it had been a Kylo Ren movie... But like that Kylo Ren stuff where he, you know, yeah. it's fantastic, but <sighs> okay. It's yeah, it's a tough one, like, because it's it kind of went it very much went. I know I brought this up already, the Abrams Star Trek direction, where it's mm. like you coast by on nostalgia and it only gets you so far, but at the very least with the Star Trek ones, they're in a bubble universe that doesn't mm. bother the main Star Trek franchise. These are extensions of Return of the Jedi Empire Strikes Back. And when you start hitting the nostalgia button as hard as the Emperor scene, the quest, the this, that, the other, like it breaks the world. And once you've lost the world, you've only got your intellectual head going, is this a good decision? Is this a bad decision? It, in a good fantasy film, you should never be thinking about the bones of how a film is made. Yeah. You should be just in it and following it, you know? Yeah, correct, and it and uh, that's that's the big problem, right? That's that's the that's the the big nuts and bolts of it. You know, I was I was at no point did the movie pull me in, at mm. no point did I say, "Oh man, this is great." It was more like, okay, you know, and that's just not Star Wars. So, whatever they do next, just don't do that, <laughs> and you'll be fine. You know, like Rogue One is actually a fantastic little movie. Mm. serves no purpose has very little consequence really but yeah. it's a fun little movie you know and it just shows you they can't disney star wars can do it when they want it the mandalorian is a prime example of it but 
you know, this is just fan fiction. That's all this is. It's pure it's, fan fiction. It definitely felt like fan fiction. It felt like, and more, I like as soon as the Ray's parentage thing drops. Yeah, it did. Like I, that was the other point I, I, or I set up earlier. I, I shouted as soon as uh, Kylo Ren said, "Are we allowed to say it on this?" Yeah. By the way, yeah. Uh, as soon as uh, Kylo Ren said, "You're a Palpatine," I think I shouted something to the effect of, "Oh come on, what?" Yeah. And like you know, got a well-deserved smack off my brother. But um, it's yeah because a it's just. Palpatine wasn't even in the first two films. If you're yeah. coming into this not knowing who Palpatine is, it doesn't make a difference to you. And even more frustratingly, it doesn't affect the plot once you get past Kylo Ren and her fighting on the Death Star. Yeah. There's no particular reason. She could have been there's no particular reason she had to be a Palpatine to make that third act work. Yeah, like the, there was no no consequence. There was no yeah. point. Like to be fair, you know, how does she know who Palpatine is? Wasn't, yeah. she, wasn't she a you know a, a junker from yeah. Jakku, who assumedly exactly, has yeah. who assumedly has a very low education? She's just grown. I mean, I know she knows who the Empire is because he's and been she, sleeping and destroyed eighty uh, eighty. And, and, and she knows and she knows who Darth Vader is because yeah. obviously. But yeah. does she know enough that Palpatine is the Emperor's name? Yeah, exactly. Like in Rebels, they established that the universe at large thinks Palpatine is a kind old man. Yeah, exactly. They they like they betray him as like a very yeah, as you said, like a kindly old man who's who helps people. Yeah, you know? like in thirty years' time, if I don't know, I discovered my secret dad was Michael D. Higgins or something like that, it wouldn't make it a huge. Obviously, it'd be very distressing in the real life, but it wouldn't be like you know super <laughs> evil Stress, villain. Distressing you know? in real life. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But like, it wouldn't be that because she yeah. doesn't know who the emperor is, other than that the empire fell and it was bad and that kind of. She didn't see big Ian McDermott evil eyes thing. The universe didn't see that. No, no one saw. Do you know? Yeah. The universe love Vader as well. Yeah. You know, but it's just. It's it's well I mean you hit it hit nail on the head earlier. It's the medal being given to Chewie thing. It's it stops being a universe with its own logic and it becomes a conversation with the fans to make them happy. And that's fine in small doses. Mm. Like the Darth Vader corridor thing in Rogue One is fine because in the universe it makes sense that he would do that. No, but that's it's why a, he did. Yeah, that that was Vader's job. Like, actually, there's some cool kind of uh, channels and stuff that go through if you don't want to read the lore. But mm. you know, Vader, in his like, we know what Vader did in his free time. <laughs> no, you <laughs> do. In his free time. <laughs> no, you do. You know what he does in the free time. You know what his missions were, and you know what he did, right? And he after he had finished doing his. After he finished off, you know, killing the Jedi that were left over, and you know, going around with the five hundred first. He was kind of chilling out, and he was brought back in because of the rebellion, right? But he chilled out in his castle, hanging in the back of the tank, which was shown in Rogue One, right? He liked to chill in his he meditation. Just didn't, he liked the PlayStation Four controller in his hands. That no, he was well, no, okay. Where well, Freddie was going, what did Vader do in his free time, right? <laughs> uh, he um, basically what you saw in Rogue One. Mm. Two, he liked to eat food because in the meditation chamber is the only place he could eat food, right? Okay. And three try to heal himself with the force because he wanted his lungs to work. Yeah. That was his main thing. And also trying to, you know, he went to go see Padme and all that kind of stuff. That was about it, right? And he also trained a lot and built his his 
high interceptor and stuff. So that's why he kind of did. But we know this stuff, right? So it made yeah. sense. Uh, look, we, I can get upset, but there's no point being upset because that won't get anywhere. Yeah. And it's Christmas, so we need to be happy for Christmas and for the baby Jesus. <laughs> Sorry, that's so funny. <laughs> can't even commit to that joke. Um, but, um, yeah. Uh, but seriously, you know, I would say, what would you recommend it came? So, but before fired, I mean, if you've come this far, it is a good ending. I can't take it away from that, but it's a good ending because it's a good ending that's been done and tried already. That's that's the best. That's the best. Thing put it this way, it's like. Well, see, I, me and Stevie have been debating this for days. She thinks it's a brilliant send-off, and I get it, because it's got all that lore stuff in it, and it is fun. I can't take that away from it. Again, I saw it twice in the space of 12 hours, and I enjoyed it twice. I can't take that away from it. It is a fun movie. I just never felt surprised during it, and that's a particular thing for me. I like to be taken out of my analytical brain and be thrown a few surprises and stuff. And I never really got that, unfortunately. So it's right. it's a it's a six out of ten for me. It's a lukewarm recommendation, but like you said, I wouldn't be in a hurry to watch it again. Like, yeah, six out of ten. Same with me. Um, yeah. I would say, you know, it's it's okay if you liked it. I'm very yeah. happy for you. Genuinely, am. Yeah. Um, if you I, if you've spent two years being angry at the Last Jedi, it'll give you all those good vibes and mojo and thing. But yeah, you know. But for me, it's. It wasn't worth the sacrifice. Yeah. It really wasn't. Um, can, well, can, well, I ask, can I yeah. ask, though, before we stop talking about it, though? It's, of course. Why do you think this isn't worth getting angry about and The Last Jedi, in theory, was? Uh, I never got upset by The Last Jedi. I love The Last Jedi. But yeah. what I can see about it is people who don't understand Star Wars got upset because it didn't feel like Star Wars. Okay. And what I would say to that is there's a great piece called Explaining The Last Jedi to Star Wars fans. Yes, you mentioned that in the last episode. Where can I find it? I will, uh, I will put it in the description of the show, and I'll send it to you later on. Because um, I think you'll enjoy it. Basically, if Empire came out now, mm. people would have the same reaction. Well, that's actually... I don't think I have to mention it last week, but Movies with Mikey does a really good thing where he just reads the reviews of his yes. Star Wars movie as it yes. came out in the time. That's people did true. not like Empire no, at the time. No, they did not. You're right. Yeah. You're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. And that's what I'm saying to you. You know, it's kind of what we talked about with with the J.K. Rowland thing. Mm. Social media has warped their view of the world. Yeah. You know, it really, it really has. Mm. You know, people need to just, you know, understand that. that this instant, instant gratification, instant change of... It can be negative, and it sometimes mm. really is. And in this case, well, it was. You know, it, it, it took what could have been a massive change, could have been a nice build, and gave us yeah. this. You know, like The Force Awakens was built on, you know, undoing. Remember, Force Awakens yeah. was built on undoing the, the prequels. And now the bloody Rise of Jedi is about undoing The Last Jedi yeah. and bringing back the prequels, which I think yeah. is hilarious. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> we, we've gotten the full... Uh, the first, I went back to the Shakespeare version of the plays. Yeah. The first line in uh, bloody... the What's it called? The Force Awakens? Mm. Is, this is going to change things. Yeah. 
Look where we've ended up. Back exactly. where we started. A bite, a nice big circle. Exactly. Well, it rhymes, right? It's like poetry. Yeah, like poetry. It <laughs> <rhymes>. <laughs> oh my god! But that's it, guys. You know, I'm sorry that was anticlimactic, but it was what it was. Now, look, we have some cool news coming up. Uh, we're not going to announce it here, but keep an eye on our social media because there's 2020 is going to be a big year for us. Uh, we're expanding, we're working with new team members, new shows, all that kind of good stuff. So mm. we want you to help us join on that journey. So tell your friends, tell your family, email us, tweet, all that kind of good stuff because we want to thank you personally for your support this year. Keen, it's been an absolute pleasure working with you, man. I have to say, this year has been a great year because you've been on the show also. Oh, well, thank you very much. And it's been a great year because I joined it. I'm looking forward to the next year now. Um, and have to say, you know, we have a lot, a lot of panels, all that kind of good stuff as well. So, um, you know, 2020 is a big year, guys. We'll see you next week here on the show. I think we've one more show left in the year. And yeah, it's going possibly to be... with our Mandalorian review. Yes, and hopefully Bryn will, will parachute in and we won't have to use the sounder. <laughs> 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 but, uh, yeah, so stay tuned for that next week, guys. But for everybody here on Air Media, see you next week. Bye-bye.